Dutch, which is no longer a Philadelphia Eagle. He is now a Colt. Um, yeah. Like pennies on the dollar. So, how do you feel? I guess more or less about the move itself, but about the fit with Carson and Indy. Well, I want to ask you a question starting out. Who do you think won this trade? Was it the Colts or was it the Philadelphia Eagles? Can I say neither? I, I, have, to, I have to say the Colts. If I had to pick one, I'd have to say the Colts just because I still think the Eagles, I mean, you got two picks for them, but you still got a messy situation in Philly. And, I mean, I'll get into my explanation but I guess I'll go ahead and say I don't love the move for – not the move. I don't love the fit for Indy or for Carson necessarily. But the move itself, I don't hate, if that makes any sense. Why do you think the fit's different? Why do you think that's not a good fit? Uh, I just – I don't believe – I think Indy got much better, if any better, at all. I mean, I get making the move because you got to get somebody in there for Rivers, but – so, and I get he's, you know, Carson's got his old coach. So they say the same. So, is that what you're saying? So they, like, nothing's changed? Honestly, they, I, I believe so. So you're telling me that 11 win team who kind of won the division, or they tie for the win of the division, lost the tiebreaker. That's not, they just stay that. They just, they just win the division, win 11 games, make the playoffs. That's where you're saying they're going to be. Yeah. Okay. Which is fine. But why do you not think so? You think they no, got no, a lot better? No. No, I don't think they got a lot better. I think they're on the outside looking in for for Super Bowl, but I think they're going to win a 10, 11 games, possibly win the division. But um, I only asked that because there's someone in our group chat who said that Philadelphia won this trade, and I'm not gonna lie, it's been on my mind the last day and a half because I thought he was joking. I thought this person was absolutely joking when he said that. Oh, he wasn't. Um, hey, go ahead. He's a friend of the pod, so go ahead and name drop him. Tell I the mean, people. Who I'm not gonna name drop him. I mean, <laughs> out of out of respect, but um, you know, he says that Carson Wentz will be at best a game manager at Indianapolis, which is respectable. All right, I understand where he's coming from, but um, can you ask me something? What was Philip Rivers this past year? A game manager. Yeah. Like, what do you think he was? I mean, he wasn't a star. Man, man, threw through like through like that, like a freaking girl. Like, <laughs> a, I mean, he can't. He doesn't have a strong Carson. Is younger, faster, more mobile, stronger arm, and he's back with Frank Reich, who made the MVP. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. A lot of analysts believe they are. I think they won 11, 11 games, maybe twelve. I saw their schedule. Their schedule is pretty hard. They have a lot of tough games this year. I haven't seen it yet. I could possibly see them winning 10. They got to play the Rams, the Bills, the Ravens, the Cardinals, the Tennessee twice. They got to play the Patriots. Who knows how they're going to be. So they they have a tough schedule. I could see them winning 10 games, possibly the division. But I don't really see them as a Super Bowl contender yet. But what really got to me, though, is that he said Philly won this trade. So let's just go through this for Philadelphia real quick, okay? All right. The cap is going down to $180 million, right? Yeah. $34 million of that is dead money 
for the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. They're paying Carson Wentz $34 million to not be on the team. Think about that. And I think next year it's like 30. So they're so they're a chunk of their cap is gone. They can't even yep. touch that. Number two, the coach they have was solely for Carson Wentz, not for anybody else. They made this move to get this guy to say, hey, Carson, we got you a col- the Colts. Why don't you want to stay in Philly? And he's like, nah. nah, nah, like this is a terrible like that's like I changed my mind. So now they don't really have the coach that they want. Third, you have a quarterback controversy. People yep. think, oh, well, it's Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Adam Schefter, Chris Morrison, the top two NFL analysts say it's not his yet, not his job. It's not his job. They might even draft. I saw something. They might draft Trey Lance. They are seriously considering drafting Trey Lance. So, so for starters, you're either so now you're in a huge, huge quarterback controversy. Okay, Jalen's not even you, the guy. Was it you that sent the? Uh, and I don't know exactly where their pick would be or is, but was it you that sent the? Uh, I think it was a picture comparing, and it was asking, what at all does Jalen Hurts do better than um? Was Justin Fields? Was it you that sent that? I don't think it was me who sent that. But hey, man, I saw. That, I did see something where it was like, honest, it was like for the two for one podcast, someone up there and said, Justin Fields does everything better than Jalen Hurts. That, that's what they were talking about, how Justin Fields is a, is a flat out better prospect. Now, yeah. I think J- Justin Fields is going top five. But the fact that there's, they're seriously considering drafting Trey Lance, then bam, you have a co- quarterback controversy. Now you have cap issues for the next two years. You have a an un, what's the word? An a un, not fit coach. I don't know how. Not you... fit coach. An unproven, unproven coach yeah. that people think is a laughing stock because the man in his first interview was like stuttering. <laughs> you have a quarterback controversy now, even worse than a year ago. And now, and look at their picks. Let's just say Carson wants to play seventy-five percent of his games, so that second-round pick goes into a first-rounder. Do you know how many pro bowlers are the Eagles have drafted in the last seven years? I'm going to throw out a number. Um, pro bowlers. I'm going to go two, three. Wrong. It's one. Do you know who that guy was? Who was it? Carson, Carson Wentz. Carson <laughs> Wentz. So think about this. Not only... Not only can you not draft, but the one guy that was a pro bowler is a, the laughing stock of the league. So here's the thing. So you got no cap, a, not a good coach, a quarterback controversy, and you can't draft well. And you can't draft. Yeah, no. Look, there's still, I mean, good for Carson Wentz. He got out of there, but they're still probably right there along with the Texans. With their situation, they just have a mess. Yes. Or yeah, like, from the top to the bottom, that's a mess. There's no way they won that trade. <laughs> They absolutely won that mess. And when he said the Eagles won that trade, that's what just kept going through my head. I'm like, how in the world can you look at the Philadelphia Eagles organization right now and say, yes, they won this trade? They can't draft. That's a fact. Okay? They they need help desperately at the wide receiver position, and they are going to probably draft a quarterback. That's terrible. I think you should keep Jalen. I think you should keep him and give him help. Yeah. He needs help. But the fact is, like, oh, 
well, there's buzz around the league that they're going to draft Trey Lance. I'm like, now you have to start Trey Lance. You cannot bench Trey Lance if you draft him. Because then if you start Jalen over Trey Lance, it's like, well, then what was the point of even drafting him? First you know? of all, that's a nightmare situation to have a quarterback competition potentially with two young quarterbacks and have no wide receiving core exactly. and a suspect offensive line. Exactly. Now you're asking for a terrible situation. Exactly. You're asking for a terrible situation in the future. Like, I listen to the Colin Coward the Herd every day. You know, I like his takes. He said the Philadelphia Eagles, as of right now, are officially part of the clown club. The bottom five worst franchises in the NFL. Now, I don't think they're there yet. I want to see how Nick Sirianni, the head coach for the Eagles, and Jalen Hurts, see how they do this next year. If they win four or five games and see some potential, I'd be like, okay, well, we're, we're not there yet. But if it's an absolute dog crap of a show, which I, I think it's going to be. I'd agree. Then, I mean, you look, it's kind of like Jalen. You're not giving him the tools to succeed, Okay. Because Zach Ertz is out the door. So now you have a, an okay, I mean, above average running back. You have one tight end, and you don't even have a, one good receiver. And I you're mean, asking, are you getting, I'm not going to, you can't count this as an elite receiver, obviously, but are you are you getting D-Jack back, or is he a free agent? He got cut two days ago. Oh, my gosh. And they're cutting Alshon Jeffrey. So... They're trying to create cap space because guess what? They just ate $34 million in dead money. <laughs> and they're paying Fletcher Cox, who's like in his mid, almost close to his mid 30s, big money. They're paying Gr- Brandon Graham, big money. They're paying Darius Slay, big money. All Ooh. getting old. All right. Look, the I've been saying it forever. The main prop with the Philadelphia Eagles was not Doug Peterson, was not Carson Wentz. It's the GM, Howie Roseman. I agree. He's, he has no idea what the hell he's doing. Man, the best and the worst thing that ever happened to the Philadelphia Eagles has to be winning that Super Bowl. Hey, hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, you got a Super Bowl, but ever since then, it's just been a nightmare. It's just continuing. I just feel like they're still hanging on to that feeling. Like They're like, oh, well – how we got there works. So we're just going to keep doing that and not make any adjustments, not add any more pieces. We're just going to keep those guys. And those, those pieces get old and rusty and they crumble. Right. That's what makes, that's what makes legit contenders so good is that they add pieces. They keep adding. You just looked up what the chiefs just did. Hell, you only look what the bucks just did. They kept adding pieces during the season because they know that we need as much help as we can get. If we're going to win a Super Bowl. And the Philadelphia Eagles were just like, the squad we got right now, they're going to be good for years. You, know, you get old, you age, you decline, you're not as good as you used to be. So I, I feel like Philadelphia right there is just, they're struggling with that. Oh, well, we won a Super Bowl four years ago. That was four years ago. All those pe- all those guys, gone. And I think it's kind of funny that most of them went to Indianapolis. It's got to be hitting them now, like as the organization, like, okay, we're, we're in – we're in very deep of a shithole, but yeah, no, there's they definitely lost that trade for Indy. So I get we're kind of on the same page then in terms of I think I get making the move. You got to get somebody in to replace uh, Philip. I just don't know if and you know eleven and five and ten wins is fine. I just don't think I'll say this: all the teams that are better than them this last season 
I'd still say I think all the same teams are going to be better than them again, again this season. For the uh, most part. I mean, for, I mean, for the most part, I do believe Kansas City, Buffalo, those two teams right there are better. Um, I got to see what the Titans do because the Titans were kind of wishy-washy during the season. You know, yeah. sometimes they look like one of the best teams in football. And the next week they get blown out by the Bengals. And you're like, well, what is this team? You know, they're very inconsistent. Um, Cleveland, let's see if it was just a – see if they bounce back. You know, okay. I think I think the Colts are better than the Steelers. Um, you think they're better than the Ravens? See, that, that one's a tough one. Uh, they're like I don't, the Titans, man. They're kind of wishy-washy too. I mean, it's tough. It's tough because I I do like the, uh, the Ravens a lot. Um, you know what? I'm I would gonna say, say, I'll say the Ravens I would are better. Say that I'll say the Ravens, Ravens are better. better. I'll say the Ravens are better. Yeah, I would too. Just because I think, I mean, we're talking regular season. I think Lamar is still going to be. It's going to be, you know, Lamar in the regular season, regardless. Uh, I think the thing they're worried about is kind of what he needs to do or they need to do to get over that next time. But in terms of the regular season, I'd say the Ravens are a better team. Uh, I don't know. So. So you got to officially say on this episode right here, if we get to the end of next season and Carson Wentz, it's got to be an elite year because much as we've been well, talking about him. Uh, well, okay. Not like elite, not like throwing 4,500 yards no. and throwing like 30 touchdowns. No, if he throws for over 4,000 and throws over 20 touchdowns, then I'm, I'm going to still, I'm, I'm still high on Carson. But if he throws, let's say not the same year, but just a tad better, then I'd be like, all right, no, he's not as good as I thought he was. He's a he's a bust because, I mean, we we forget that he this man set two records a year ago, and was one of five quarterbacks in the NFL who threw for over four thousand yards, threw over twenty touchdowns, and threw ten or less picks. Only one he was one of five quarterbacks in twenty nineteen. So look, and like I said in our group chat, there are Hall of Fame quarterbacks who had absolutely terrible years like what Carson just had. Yeah, now, if, yeah, now, if he doesn't back it up this year, if he flat out plays the exact same in a different system with the same coach, and a better O-line, and a better running back, and slightly better receivers, then I'm like, bro, this is, it's you. You know, I've done all I can. Try to back you up as much as I can. Then we just got to move on. I'll, I'll say officially that Carson Wentz is a bum. All right. You and Dan Orlowski, but... I don't, it's hard to put an exact number or a spot on him, but I'll say this. Uh, as much as me, you know, me and Mike give give you crap about him all the time, I think we all kind of agree. We don't think he's bad, so it's good to see him in a new situation. We have him 10. I think we talked about this. We have him maybe 10 to, to 15-ish, or maybe 8 to 15-ish. Where would you say, like, if you had to put a number, he needs to be a top this quarterback in the league next year for you to say he was successful? Like, top 7, top 6? Well, what, what's well, he's gonna be top ten. He has top, to be top 10. ten. Top ten. If he's like, like I said, he's gotta throw not four thousand, but if he just plays consistent and does not turn the ball over, that's his main. That was his main problem this year, and his accuracy. But I feel like Frank Ryan's gotta fix that. I mean, he hell, he fixed um, Philip Rivers' accuracy a, a year ago. We forget that Philip Rivers two years ago was a turnover machine as well. Yep. And guess what? This past year, Philip Rivers was a, a baller. You know, so. I'm not going to sit here and say that that Carson's not going to get it fixed, but, you know, he has been deemed uncoachable, soft, you know, stubborn. 
So if if he's still the same guy, not really going through the mechanics, bad throws, turn over the football a lot, then I'm like, dude, this is you. It's all on you. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, and I think a lot of it you mentioned the turnovers too. It's not just the turnovers. It's the type of turnovers he has. I mean, we've all seen it. He has like all these rookie young quarterback in the league type turnovers. So yeah, I think that's had to be his biggest thing. Cut down on those. Um, and oh, JJ Watt is still a free agent. I got to be honest, man. This is one storyline that. Personally, I haven't cared to keep up with or follow too much just because if you're a contender and you think you're, you know, maybe not just a pass rusher away, but you think a pass rusher could really help you out. I get going after JJ. Um, He's not obviously the elite guy he once was, but he's still a more than fine, you know, a good pass rusher. I just for me, there hasn't been like there is for a lot of these kind of guys. There's not that one team that sticks with me. That's like, oh, if they get JJ, that's trouble. Uh, I've heard, you know, the Browns. I've heard. I've heard Green Bay. Green Bay, they're kind of becoming that team to me. Like you hear everybody's name mentioned with Green Bay, but um, there's not exactly really a spot for me that I'm like, yeah, I'd love to see JJ there. Uh, I don't know if you have any any places you think he will or that he he fit really well in. Uh, Well, for me, I've said since since he I found out that he got released. Um, I think him on the 49ers would be deadly. I think him and Nick Bosa, both on the edges, coming at a quarterback would would be ferocious. It would be a nightmare for any other quarterback. Now, obviously, his top two positions right now are the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, if they're going to want to get him, they're going to have to create a lot of cap room. Because apparently those two don't have that much financially stable uh, caps right now. So, yeah. um, first off, they got to figure out about Aaron Rodgers' contract. The Packers do, and Aaron Jones. Are, are they going to sign him? Or are they going to let him walk? So, um, I really like the Point Niners. I think that defense will be just as good as they were two years ago. And if you add a, a guy like JJ, an experienced veteran who can help that young core out, I think they'll be just as deadly as they were two years ago. Okay, I think. The Steelers is the other one that has been talked about a lot. I don't get – I mean, I get that from the family fit. He wants to be with his brother. But other than that, I don't see why he'd go to Pittsburgh. I guess that, that is it. But, yeah, I don't I don't really see Pittsburgh. I like San Francisco. I think that would be a good spot for him. Um, and then – I don't know. How many more – and it's hard to do this with guys just because you never know injuries, this, that, and the third. How many more years would you say of – like solid production, can you get out of JJ? Like two, three, four? What? I say two. He's, two. he's what? He's what? Thirty, thirty-one, something like yeah, that. Yeah, what do you say? He's, he's thirty-one. He's not like he's yeah, necessarily say, really old. It's just the injuries. Well, based off pass, off pass rushers, that's pretty old. Uh, I'd say two, three years. You know, once he once you get thirty-three, thirty-four, it's like you're not you're not gonna give you the same guy as he once was. So yeah. I give him two or three more years, and if you give him to a contender, then they can make some noise. The Bears will be a good choice. It just depends what they do at quarterback, you know, because I've always been an advocate for the Bears saying that they're they're a contender if they can get the right quarterback. So, I mean, Chicago would be nice to see him in, but 
I don't think he goes there unless they figure out the quarterback situation from that the aspect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I really I really haven't been too tuned in to that one. I mean, I, like I said, I've heard the teams that I've heard. And yeah, if you're, you're a contender, you need a pass rusher, I'd go get J.J., but um, it's a lot of money as well. So, you know, uh, I don't really think – I mean, in terms of the league, NFL-wise, I don't have anything else I really want to hit unless you got something you want to mention. Well, I, w- I wish Mike was here, but we, we can wait on this topic. But I was watching Get Up ESPN, like I always do every morning. I saw Dominic Foxworth. He came out and said that Dak Prescott was a top five quarterback in this league. Oh Lord! Tom. He said he's he said that there are four guaranteed quarterbacks better and three that could you could argue, but he says Dak's better than him. So we we can wait for this conversation with Mike, but I thought that was absolutely absurd. Um, <laughs> I can name seven, maybe eight quarterbacks right now. I'd take over Dak Prescott, but. Yeah, if you want to, nah, we, that, we, we, we we can wait on that one. So yeah, that's ridiculous. I, top five, yeah, no, we we I know we'd all actually probably be on the same page with that one and jump on that one. There's that's way too high for Dak. Um, I'm kind of curious to hear the names, but no, we'll get into it whenever we get Mike back on here. So NBA wise, obviously this is gonna continue to change. But as of right now, we talk about it here and there. Give me your updated. You don't have to go through all five necessarily. Give me some of your your, your MVP guys right now and their cases. My top five, my top five MB, MVPs. This is this is tough because if you would have asked me this like a week ago, I would have been like LeBron's right here, everybody else is down there. Okay, yeah, I, I know where you're was, going too. I thought it was solely LeBron James. It's like it's his to lose. And then I saw the tweet and I was like, wait, Joel averages more points, more rebounds, shoots better from the field. Better from three, better from the free throw line. It's a better PER, and they're number one in the East. I'm like, yep. interesting, interesting. And they beat the Lakers head and to head. With the beat the Lakers head to head, and I think the Lakers have a half a game and a half of advantage over the over the uh, Sixers uh, record. I believe and, so. And then I was like, okay, and I was like, I love LeBron. I'm like, he averages more assist. He's 36, without AD, and he has a better record. So basically, it goes off narrative. Now, I still think that LeBron is probably the MVP of the league right now. But instead of it being up here and here, it's like it's like here. It's like it's getting closer and getting closer. I could, which if it comes down to it, whoever wins it, I'm not gonna be mad about. Uh, but I saw Joel play drop 50 points and 17 rebounds the other night. I'm like, okay, this is this is getting absurd. This is yep. getting absurd. And it doesn't really help that – I mean, to me, it looks like LeBron's tired. It looks like he's exhausted sometimes. He's like, bro. Because, like you, you know, you're 36 years old. Your, your body – I'm not saying his body, but, you know, it's starting to get shut down a little bit. And especially with this team now, this team is garbage without him. I'm like – I'm being serious when I say this. If AD is 100% healthy and you take LeBron off this team – they may be a playoff team, like eight the seed. Pelicans. Yeah, they're, like, they're they're an eight seed probably. So, I mean, I, I give LeBron the respect he deserves. I mean, he's doing it, and they and they keep winning, even though they're barely beating mediocre to below average teams. You know, you got to give him his credit where credit is due, and I think he's the MVP, but it's close with Joel Embiid, 
And then number three, you know I had to do it to him, Dame Dalla, a.k.a. Logo Lillard. You know, he's averaging 30 points, five rebounds, and eight assists with three starters out. I mean, can you name a guy with three starters out and winning? They're a top five team in the West. The West. The West. (laughs) Okay, the East is soft. You put... If you put Portland in the East right now, they are the number two seed behind yep. the Sixers. That's absolutely crazy. All right, this guy is doing it all. He has to. He has to play flat out. He don't play, they have no chance. I've watched almost every Trailblazer game. Once he comes off the court, they look completely lost out there because they don't have any playmakers. They have zero. He's the only playmaker on that team. Now they have some shot creators. Anthony Simons is a shot creator. Melo's a shot creator. Gary Trent's a catch-and-shoot player. But he's the only playmaker on that team. He dropped 35, 6, and 12 last night, and then lost. Okay? He needs to play well every single night. He's doing it, and the fact that he was not a starter is unreal. I don't want to get into that. That's We'll get absurd. into it shortly. Man. That's absurd. But um, coming in at number four would probably have to be Steph Curry. Um, he's having one of his best seasons. He's averaging 35 and six. I mean, that's I mean, especially with the season that they're having without Wiseman, he's out for a little bit. Draymond in out of the lineup. Kevon Looney, their backup center, also misses some time. And obviously, Clay Thompson, he's out for the whole year. Um, you know, they're I think they're the eighth seed right now. So you know, he's doing everything he can. Yeah. He's doing everything they can, he can also, like Dame, to try to get will this team to the playoffs. And he's shooting better from the field than Dame and from three. from And from three. Okay, I so. mean, statistically, have you seen that he's had a, you know, I think it may be the same, if not actually a better year so far than his unanimous MVP season? That's what, that's what people have in conversations because he's having arguably a better season than, than his MVP careers, MVP years. So, you know, I have him at four. And I don't have him higher because, I mean, Dame has a better record. I yeah. mean, they're, they're both in the same situation, and yet Dame has a better record. Flat out. So you got to give Dame three and stuff, four and five. Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. Jokic has to be five. I mean, I think he's, what, second PR behind or first? He's first in PR. I he's, think it's him and Embiid one and two, I believe. Yeah, it's him one and two. I, th- I, th- and I know Dame's five, but I don't know who's three and four. But, um... He's one in PER. They're not. They've been kind of disappointing. They've yeah. been disappointing. They really haven't played where I thought they would. I had them in the Western Conference Finals preseason, and um, they don't look like the same team. I think they haven't really had that much injuries besides Michael Porter Jr. missed some time. I think Jamal, oh not Jamal, Michael Green missed some time, but those aren't two key, you know, two game-changing factors. So, uh, I don't really know their problem, but they're just not getting it done. So, I feel like that right there, the fact that they don't really have health problems, but yet they're still losing, to Um, me, has to take them down to five. Yeah. Well, honestly, what I think it is, and I was looking at this last season, and it's not like he's bad, but, and the timing on this is rough because he just had 50 points the other day. Jamal Murray isn't the same player for them in the regular season that he is in the postseason from what we've seen so far. Um, you know, And he's still, like I said, he's still fine. But he's just, 
it, in the postseason last year, and even the year before, he was pretty good. He's been him and Jokic have been that guy. It's been more Jokic kind of carrying all the load, and he's still he hadn't been, you know, getting the money he got and, and kind of seeing what he did last year. We expected him to make that leap, kind of like Mitchell's making that leap. He hasn't really done that regular season wise. For me, I think four and five. I think it's kind of simple. I, I have the same exact order. I have Stefan Jokic and four and five. I, Mac, I thought you were going to come on here and make the jump. I really did. I'm going to go back to, because I was thinking about making it, honestly, with LeBron and Embiid. I think that's everybody's one and two. I think it's neck and neck, man. And I almost wanted to come on here and say, at this exact moment right now, I might have Embiid at one. And here's why. The thing with this is you can update these these resumes so frequently. It could change next week. It could change the next week after that. But the thing on LeBron's case was, you know, last week this time I had him at number one and I thought it was kind of he had some space also. But the thing that happened with when AD got hurt was everyone said, yeah, this is his chance to really create some more separation. And what we've seen is he's lost the last two games without him. Obviously, one's versus the Brooklyn Nets and the other was versus the Heat who were healthy and when they're healthy. You know, obviously they've had a rough season, but they've got Jimmy. They they were in the finals last year. So it's not like they're bad losses. And he's he's had decent numbers in them, but he lost them both. I mean, he hasn't done what. Um, you know, if you would if you would have won last night, I would have said I still got him at one. But I think him being 0 two in his last two, he has looked kind of not having a D or a Schroeder is tough. That's probably not only your second, but your third best player as well. You know, it's kind of a debate, Trez, Kuzma, but I think Schroeder might be number three. And, and of course, you mentioned it, Embiid had 50 points recently. So I think just my pure, if I had to go, which is going to switch all the time, I might give Embiid, honestly, the slight edge at this point. I really might. I might have him. If not, it's neck and neck, but I might go Embiid one and LeBron two. And then it's funny. We mentioned it in the group. I've got Damage three as well. And... Dame like no other player in the NBA. Like LeBron and any of those guys gets momentum. We were talking about this earlier. People will go, like, I could see Dame somehow winning the MVP this season. Just because if he continues, look, I know it's a stretch. It's just, I wouldn't bet on him doing it, but I could see him doing it just because he literally went in a span of a week from no one talking about him to every major network talking about, hey, this guy has to be in the conversation. Obviously, it's going to be tough. With, <laughs> with CJ coming back, it's going to be tough, and them getting healthy for him to maintain that. But you were literally the first one that pointed it out to me, and it seems like ever since you did that, I kind of jumped on, and then over the week, not saying like we were the ones that pointed it out, but everyone else kind of saw it as well. Like, hey, it's, it's look unreal. at what this guy's doing. It's unreal. It's unreal. I don't it's just something with Damian Lillard. Like, everyone just, like, forgets about him. And he does something miraculous. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this guy should be in the MVP conversation. Are you kidding me? I'm like, bro. Like, he's doing it without CJ and without Nurkic. I'm like. He's doing. He's been doing this for the last month. <laughs> for a month. Like, that we're just now talking about it. I'm like, this is crazy. It's honestly crazy. No, but uh, I do agree with you. Look. The uh, the Jokic, not the Jokic, the Embiid and LeBron argument. It's all about what you prefer. Do you prefer stats or do you prefer narrative? Because if it's stats, then it's Joel nine times out of ten. 
because he's averaging or he's, he's almost better in every single statistical category than LeBron James. Okay. He's just flat out better now. But if you go from the narrative perspective and you're like, well, he's 36, not without AD, not without Schroeder. And yet they're still finding ways to win. Probably because of LeBron James. It is because of LeBron James. I'll give it to LeBron. It's all about what you prefer. Do you prefer stats or do you prefer narrative? Now, can Dame win the MVP? He can. But will he? Absolutely. I, I don't think he has. He has to. He has to probably keep doing what he's doing. They, they have, have to finish three or four. Yeah, they have to finish top three. They, they have to finish top three for him really? to have a conversation. So you, they have to because top three. I think you saying that one. I think we've seen enough from Utah to at least say regular season wise. I think they're going to finish top three. They're going right. to. I think they'll keep this pace up. So you got to say. He's got to beat out either one of the LA teams. Um, it depends. I think how, that's the top three. No, it is top three. Oh, well, and technically, right now they're five. The Blazers are because they lost last night. So and the Suns are four. Okay. So, but they play they play each other tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just going to depend. I think the Lakers are going to take it down. They're going to start losing some games. I mean, they're they're going to nurse this injury with with AD. They're going to oh, take their time. Because if, yeah. if he tears his Achilles, he's out for two years. Two years. Look, not only that, but stepping aside from, like, the whole Lakers and their window with LeBron, LeBron's 36, your guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're the Lakers, it's Anthony Davis. Like, yeah, like, if, if Anthony Davis tears his Achilles, LeBron's not winning a title ever again. No. Like, you're, you're basically asking a 38-year-old LeBron to do what he's keep doing when AD comes back 100%. So, it's 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 going to be almost impossible. So they're going to nurse his injury as much as they can. They're going to keep him sitting rested 100% until he comes back. So I feel like they're going to lose some games. They're going to come down the standings, and that's the Blazers' move. Because I mean, I don't know when Nurkic and CJ are going to come back. I saw that as CJ was at the game, still in a boot. I feel like they're doing something similar to what the Blazers are doing. Yeah. They're going to take their time because right now they're hot. The Blazers are hot, so they are in no rush to bring Nurkic and CJ back. Because if they're 100%, once they come back, they'll be a, they'll be a top four team in the West. But it's one of those things like maybe I mean we don't know obviously to what extent, but maybe CJ and Nurk it could are a lot closer to coming back. But it's like you look up, we're in the four seed. Dame seems to be fine. He's improving his own MVP case. Like let's let's hold off because would you say, and this season's been so weird. Besides the top three in the West, I don't know how much I trust Phoenix, and there are a lot of teams that have been disappointing. But would you say you like healthy the Trailblazers over the Suns? Uh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I would I, too. It's not even close because from what I see from the Suns is that they're too young. They're too young. Their bench is young. Their stars, their main stars, are young. You know, Crowder and. CP3 are their two vet guys who've been there, done that, know what it takes to win in this league down the stretch. De- Devin Booker has not made it, never seen a playoff series. DeAndre Aiden has never seen a playoff series. Um, who else they got? Cameron Johnson's never seen a playoff series. Nope. So that's just three guys. I don't think they're there yet. Um, I'm, I hate them. They cost me money. <laughs> they blew a 24 point lead against the Nets. 
<laughs> they blew a 24-point lead against the Nets. I don't want to talk about it. it. Makes me so upset just thinking about it. God, how do you and do then that? Then Booker was reenacting that that picture of Boogie of yeah. Carl Anthony Towns trying to post. <laughs> oh, got locked up by Landry Shamet. <laughs> Landry Shamet. Think about that. Think about who that is. No, but uh, Blazers when healthy, like I said, I think they're a dark horse. They're a dark horse. When they're healthy, I think they need one more piece. I mean, a star four, a four. They get one good four coming off the bench or hell, even starting. This team is a dark horse. You better watch out for them because Dame, CJ, Nurkic, Melo off the bench. Gary Trent is starting to become one of my favorite players. This man is knock down. You can't leave him open. He's shooting 43% from three during this hot streak. This man is going – like. He's open. I'm like, that's in. That's in. I, I, I just assume it's in. It's kind of like when Clay, when Clay's open, you don't, oh, well, it, 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 it's in. That's how I feel about Gary Trent when he's open. I'm like, oh, that's in. And he knocks well, it down every time. He's one of those guys I thought might cool off. I mean, he was a, he was ridiculous in the bubble. And I was like, surely he won't keep this up. <laughs> he's kept it up. Um, I'll throw a name at you. You mentioned, you know, you know, a star forward might help you. What about Blake? See, I thought about that. I mean – He'll be a good vet coming off the bench. Um, I don't know how he'd fit, though. And plus, he I don't know if he can defend anymore. I haven't seen very much Blake. Uh, he's been kind of – I mean, he fell off a cliff, so he's not really must-watch TV anymore. Um, he wants to go to a contender, and I don't think he – I don't believe he's going to think that Portland's a contender. He'll probably go to the Lakers. Now, I was thinking about this. The Blazers might go after Boogie, but I'm not so sure. Because mm. right, because right now they only have one post player, uh, I like the Blazers because Nurkic is out, Collins is out, and Harry Giles is out. So Cantor is their only true post player playing right now. They have the like they have a death lineup with Anthony Simons at the one, Trent at the two, Derek Jones Jr. at the three, uh, Melo at the four, and Robert Covington at the five. That's mm-hmm. their that's their death lineup when Dame goes to the bench. Like they, they get they had to play five forwards and guards. They don't play one center or power forward, so they need help in the post. I could see. I mean, it probably won't happen, but boogie boogie to the Blazers would be really helpful for him. But I don't know if that's gonna happen. Okay, you don't have to love either one, but would you? Just because man, boogie. I mean, Blazers. He's not gonna help the defensive end, but boogie and Andre Drummond. You would take boogie. Like for the Blazers. Uh, for the Blazers. Yeah. 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 You take I, Boogie. He, he, fits, he fits their style way more than Andre Drummond does. He can stretch it out and shoot a yes. little bit too. Yes, because they have so many. Sh- they have a lot of shooters. Every Nargis can shoot the three. Cantor has, has, has a mid-range. So uh, I, Boogie fits more with them. Andre... And plus, I don't think they'll go after Andre because Andre has a fat contract. Fat I don't think anyone wants to go after Andre besides maybe the Nets. Like, yeah, but I, I think everyone's going to wait for that buyout. They're like, we'll just wait for you to get bought out and then we'll go after him. So, um, yeah, Boogie fits more with them, but I don't think Boogie will go there. I think he'll probably go to the Nets or the Lakers, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went to the Knicks, but... You mentioned that, and when you explained why, it makes sense to me. I, I could see the Knicks doing that. I think Boogie's at a stage in his career for sure where he's going somewhere either for 
a contender, like to contend for a championship. He just likes where he's living at, which is why I could see like I'm gonna throw a dark horse team at you here in a second, which is why I could see one of the LAs or something like that, or to get. Yeah, I really think that'd be it. Um, and I could see LA or Brooklyn. I don't even. I haven't really thought about this one too much. I just, I just kind of came to my mind. So I'm not really. I haven't put too much thought into it yet. But what about Miami? Could you see that at all? Oh yeah, I can. I can definitely see that. Um, they don't really have a true five because Bam is a four, mostly, but he plays a five. Um, he wouldn't really help them defensively, obviously, but oh. you know, on the offensive side, a stretch five would help a lot with them because they have so many shooters. They have Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Dragic. Um, I could see the I could see the Heat going after them. I saw something about the Heat though that I think that they were going to trade. Duncan Robinson and another player for DeMar DeRozan. I don't know if that's like like guaranteed, but I saw a rumor of that. No, man. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. Uh, I mean, we talked about the one that, that I brought to you the other week that you weren't having any, which was a bad deal for Golden State. I'm not high, and he can give you production. He's still a good player. He's still a fringe star, but he just he. Getting rid of a shooter for DeMar DeRozan, I don't like the idea of that, especially when Jimmy Jimmy can go atrociously cold from three. You know, he's great. He doesn't always need it. But Jimmy can go really cold. So having your two main guys in the perimeter, now neither one of them can, able, can really stretch it out, I wouldn't – I mean, you'd be asking a lot, I guess, of Tyler Harrow and, and Drogic to, to give you production from out there. But I don't really like – no, I wouldn't like that move. I really wouldn't. I have just a rumor, just a rumor. I just want to know who, whose opinion was it. But uh, personally, I don't hate it. Now I get what you're coming from. Demar's not a shooter. Demar's no. not a shooter. Jimmy's not a shooter. So and Duncan's a knockdown shooter. So I can see where you're coming from from that. And I would, I probably wouldn't pull the trigger. But a part of me would be like, but it's Demar. I mean, Demar. Fringe star, who can still ball. I think he's having one of his best seasons in a long time. I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, I think he needs to go somewhere besides the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs are just—I mean, they are the sixth seed right now, but they're just so un, unattractive to watch. You know, they're not I really much. Like that's one too that could be good for both sides. Like I feel like he's been playing well, and the Spurs will be able to get something for him. And there's no way—it's not like they're going to build around him. I don't know what UC yeah. has. Big picture to the Spurs. Um, nah, I don't. I don't love it. You would do it. I would hesitate. I probably wouldn't do it, but I'd be like, Oof, look at it for a while. I'd look at it for a while, but it probably I'd be like, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to keep dunking. Now, Jimmy Butler was more of a playmaking shooter. You can shoot yeah. the three. I would be like, do it. I'd be like, accept. But no. Nah. You're losing, yeah. You're losing too much score. Nah, you're, you're you're losing a knockdown. You're like Duncan. Those guys are rare, you know. No, I do think I've said this before. I do think they need to. It's hard to say without giving an exact piece, but I do think they should be willing to come off of one of those shooters, just because. I don't know. I think there there are a couple of guys out there that could help serve the Heat, you know, a lot better. But, uh. Yeah, I'll hold off on that for now. So we got 
we got our all-star starters. And I'll go ahead and start from the jump because usually when these things come out, there are a lot of debates on, you know, this guy should have been a starter. I think for once, everybody was on the same page that Dame should have started over Luka. Yeah, I think even Luka, I saw today, Luka said maybe he should have started. So I don't want to harp too long on that. I think that's kind of obvious. But we're going to, you know, I've got some reserve guys here from the West. And I don't know if you you had time to kind of think of some from the East. But some that here are the guys that came to mind for me. And obviously, so AD isn't going to play. AD's not going to play in the All-Star game, but he's going to be an All-Star. I didn't uh, put him in mind. So I have, let's see. I actually had Zion. I threw Zion in there. I, I had him making the cut. Interesting. Yeah, I had, Interesting. I did. <laughs> I had Zion, uh, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Dame, of course, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and then I had CP3 and... <sighs> I mean, they're they're the best team in the NBA, so they can get two in there. I've got Mike Conley. Mike so Conley? My, really? I, I got Mike three. Conley in there, man. They got look, three, three, three all-stars. I just... <laughs> I did put three in there. Man. Mike Conley. I'm sure I'm missing someone too. Old strategy, Cotton. <laughs> See if it pays I off. I think he deserves. It. I think he deserves a nod. He's played really well this season. But yeah, those are my guys to kind of repeat. AD is going to make it, but I didn't name AD because he he's not going to play. Had PG, Zion, Gobert, Donovan, Mike Conley, um, CP3, and yeah, Damian. I mean, I I, I don't like. I mean, I don't hate it. It's just Mike Collins, the uh, bold one. I don't really. Is that there? Did, did he miss a miss some time? He missed some time, didn't he? Yeah. Not a ton, I don't think. I'm trying to think of if there are any. Are you thinking of guys I may have missed? <laughs> How about Chris Paul? I had Chris Paul. You had Chris Paul. Yeah, it's really. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't hear that. Hold on. Did uh, I not name Kawhi Leonard? Oh, he was a starter. Sorry, he was a starter. Yeah, he was a starter. Yeah. <laughs> starter. <laughs> I didn't name Book. I had took CP over Book. Yeah, uh, I, I took CP over Book. I, God, I, I screwed him, Booker. Six points in three points. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Locked up by Landry Shamet. You shouldn't even be in the all-star conversation for that. <laughs> God, I think she's so mad. Uh, what about... Not John Wall. Not Oladipo. Nah. nah. Uh, I'm, gonna go th- I'm trying to think of all the teams. Porzingis? Right Porzingis? He's missed time, too, and he... No, there's... Look, I know I put Zion in, and they haven't been the best, but... The Mavericks have been flat out like disappointing, and Luke oh, has yeah. been having yep. it. So, no poor Zingas. Okay, all right. So I'll I'll go ahead and do mine. See, I'm I kind of like you. I had I had a bold one. Mike Conley was your bold one. I had a bold one too. My bold one, Malcolm Brogdon, for the Indiana okay. Pacers. 
He averaging he's averaging 22 points, five rebounds, and seven assists. They're a top. Where are the four Pacers seed. right now? I think they're number four seed, four or five seed. All right. Okay. They're they're on the border. They're on the border of 500. But he's playing really well. He's one of their main guys who's stepping up, especially because Karis the first not even you know they traded for him, and he he has a play. He has a major health issue, which I no. hope he gets speed recovery. But you know, I feel like you know he's he's kind of like Dame. You just don't you're sleeping on him because you don't really know because he's played for the Pacers. He plays for Indiana. Like no one cares about Indiana. Like no one cares about the Portland. So so like he, he he's under the radar. He's underappreciated. So I'm gonna give him. So that's my Mike Conley pick. I'm gonna pick Malcolm Brogdon should be in a reserve. Okay. Now this is an obvious one. It should be obvious. Jason Tatum. Baller, 26 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Best player on the Celtics. Now, they did blow it today. They blew it. They lost. They blew a 24-point lead to the Pelicans. I feel like I keep I keep seeing blowing 24-point leads. It's giving me PTSD. <laughs> What's up with this blowing 24-point lead crap? Why can't we just maintain a lead? But um, from what I read, I, I saw that he played. He was one of the guys who played really well today. And he's the best player on the Celtics. I feel like he's one of my, he's probably my second favorite player in the league right now. I really like his game. And yeah. I think he's going to be a top five player in the league shortly. And then. That's a bold statement. Okay. And then I got my third reserve is Sabonis, power forward for the Indiana Pacers. He's had a really good season. He's averaging 22 points, 12 rebounds, six assists. So he's averaging double double. He's their best player on the Pacers. Malcolm Brown is their second. Now, I mean, again, he's under the radar. You don't really know him because he plays for the Pacers. Boring-ass team. I know, I know, I know. But, look, you should really appreciate Sabonis' game. He's a baller. And you know what? And then this guy right here should be MIP. He's playing extremely well, and his name is Julius Randle. That Julius was, Randall. I, I thought you were about to say, but who yeah, do you think I was going to say? Who do you think I was going to say? The other guy starts with a J. His teammates on your list already. You don't have him on the list, do you? <laughs> no, no. Oh, talking about Jalen Brown. Yeah, he's on my list, but he's oh. not in my P. He's not in my P. He's all right. I, I mean, Jalen's always been this good. So uh, Julius Randall is averaging 23 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. All right, and. He has the New York Knicks. Think about that. The New York Knicks. Laughing stock of the NBA. Yep. He has them in the playoffs. That's respectable. Oh, the, for, the, for the first time in what? Seven years? Something like that. Something crazy like that. You know, he apparently I read somewhere where he wants to stay. He wants to stay in New York. So, that, so that's good for, for, the, for the Knicks fans. But, you know, he's having an un, unprecedented season. I did not expect this from him at ever. Like ever, <laughs> like at all, yeah. at all, at all. I didn't think he was that good in college at Kentucky. I thought he was be a mediocre role player, like but a he's guy. yeah, yeah. So, but he's you know obviously done more than I thought he would, and he's leading the New York Knicks to the playoffs right now. So you gotta give him the respect for leading the New York Knicks organization to the playoffs. Um, then obviously I guess I'll go Jalen Brown. You know he should be on this list too. I mean, the, the the dynamic duo of the Celtics, he's averaging also 26 points, six rebounds, four assists. 
Um, I think he's shooting close to 40% from three. Correct me if I'm wrong. I probably, I'm probably missing something like that. But, you know, he's the second best player on the Celtics. But, you know, when J- when Jason went down with COVID, he really stepped up for that team. He, he really did. He had an off game today. But hey, you know, you, you play 72 games, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have an off game. Um, I see I see him and Jason being one of the best duos in the league in, in the future. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm giving JB his his respect. He, he's a baller. Gotta give him his respect. So, um, I got two more. Hey, this is real random. Just to throw, since you just mentioned it, and we're not just a real quick. Um, you like them as a young duo. Rank these three young duos real fast, and then you can go to your next pick. You got Tatum and Brown, Luca Perzingis, and let's go. Let's go Zion Bi. One to three. Well, three is Zion Bi. I agree. Two, two is Luca and Porzingis, and one is Jason Brown, yeah. Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, uh, look, apparently Jason Tatum's six ten now. It's a six ten small forward. I heard and, that. And dude's a shot creator, and he's a lockdown defender. Right, not lockdown, but he's above the average defender. You know, I really, I mean, like I said, I really like Jason Tatum's game. And Jalen Brown is starting to become a knockdown shooter as well. I feel like those, and plus they, they kind of have that, that connection. And Luca, Luca's a liability on defense. He's a yeah. liability on defense. He doesn't really shoot the ball well either from the field. He just drives. He's, he's a good guy inside the rim, but. Outside of three, he struggles. So my last two picks, I'll go to the obvious one, James Harden. 24 points, eight rebounds, 12 assists. He's leading the league in assists. Um, he's kind of really brought that, that Brooklyn team kind of, not together, but they... He's had to... No, I get what you're saying. He's had to make the most... It's hard to say sacrifice because what he's doing, but what he's doing is very like yeah. kind of facilitating to run the offense is huge for them. Yeah. So, and plus, you can be comfortable with Kyrie and Katie resting and putting him in the lineup and still having a chance to win. Yeah. You know that that's how valuable he is. Like you just throw him out there with a bunch of scrubs and he'll still try to get you out there and compete. You know. So he's a reserve. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then my final one, if this guy is not is not an all star, we're gonna have some serious problems. Zach Levine. If Zach if Zach Levine is not an all star, we're gonna have some issues. The dude's averaging twenty nine points, five rebounds, five assists. That's unheard of. And I don't think he's averaging twenty nine. He can't be averaging twenty. He might be. I wrote down 29, but I don't think he's, he's a top five scorer. No, I think he's probably. I'd guess I'd say it's around 26, just 25. There's no way it's 29. I must. I I have to write, write that down long. Look. Me, also, me, whenever you're ready, I've got a guy that I'm upset or not upset, but I think has a case to be on yeah. this list. This says 28.9, roughly 29 points a game. Jesus yeah. Christ, you're right. That's oh. Uh, Okay. He was so, second leading score. He's got to be second or third leading score in the league. No, uh, Dame Dame's a third with thirty. Uh, and Seth's fourth at twenty nine point eight. Oh my gosh! I, I did not know that. Okay, well, yeah, so he's averaging twenty nine points, 
five rebounds, five assists, shooting 52% from the from the field. Um, I don't know if they watched him play, but the dude is an absolute problem. He's kind of like Bradley Beal, not as good as Bradley Beal, but like he's in the same situation. Yeah. Not really, a team's not really built around him, and he needs to get out of their ASAP. Now I don't know how loyal he is, but it, but I swear he, he like he needs to get out of Chicago. So those are my seven. I'll read them off again. I got Malcolm Brogdon, Jason Tatum, Sabonis, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, and James Harden. Okay. There was one guy that once you got about four to five in, I figured you weren't going to say him, and you didn't. And um, as much as I love your your two indie guys, I think I'd have to take one of them off because I and so I took snap I took three from the best team in the NBA. I know he hasn't done exactly what people wanted him to do, specifically in terms of just jump to the next level. But I think the second I think the Lakers have a game, maybe third best team in the East. I think Ben's got to still be on there. I would take Ben. I really do. I'm sorry. I know he hadn't been you know made the jump he's still i think he's a top five defender in the nba um but i'd have to go both sabonis and brogdon deserve it but i'd keep sabonis and i'd throw ben on for brogdon um are you pulling up his numbers right now yeah he's averaging 15 8 8 shooting 56 56 percent from the field so, you know, he's missed some games too. He's missed, he has think, missed some games. I think he's missed like seven or eight. That um, might, it's, it's close. Like five. I said, I wouldn't be mad at this list, but personally, I might give him a slight nod. Just they're the second best, if not third, I think third best team in the NBA. And I think I'd have to have him on there. Trying to think if there's many, if there are any other guys. While you look at, see, I don't, I haven't really kept up with Toronto at all, so I don't know what Siakam's been doing or Fred. I don't uh, think I'd have either of them. Siakam, he's been not disappointing, but he hasn't really made that leap like yeah. Ben Simmons. I think he's averaging twenty-one, eight and five, something like that, something like that. Um. He's not really scoring as much as I thought he would. Um, Fred Van Fleet's having a really good season, but I don't think those guys are all-star worthy. Um, no, he's having – Fred's is more of a good season by Fred Van Fleet standards, not like yeah. an all-star type season. Yeah, um, I don't really see – the only person that I could see that you can take off my list and not be a starter is uh, – or a reserve is probably Mark Brogdon. You know, that's the one to me where you could argue by oh, well, Malcolm doesn't deserve it. And I can understand that. But, um... So, no... I know, hey, actually... I'm not saying Chris Middleton. I was about... That's what I was going to say. Said it, I said it multiple times. I think the dude's not that good. Okay? I feel... I, I said it. I'll stick by it. I, I don't like... The, I don't like his game. I, I just don't. So, no... No to, um... Drew either, which added Drew doesn't deserve to be an all-star. He's I think been Drew's yeah. missed a lot of time too. I, th- I yeah. think he missed he's missed some time. 
Um, just looking at some more teams. So you don't you don't have Trey. They're twelve <clears throat> no. seventeen, so I don't blame you. No. Uh, has Jimmy not played enough? Is that all it is for him? Yeah. I mean, did he miss like what, like ten games like that? Uh, more than that. At one point it was twelve. It was half the season, but I think he's gotten them all since then. So yeah, I think it's still twelve. Um and then Yeah. No, I'm guessing they've been fine, but none of the I mean there's only one. You don't have Terry, no Hornet guy. Over over Terry. No. Uh, not scary, Terry. Oh, wait. No, I mean, so, yeah, no Gordon either? No. Again, LaMelo is the best player on that team right now. Like, no. <laughs> they don't know that, though. <laughs> they, they don't they know Gordon that. Hayward's their franchise guy. Yeah. Tell tell, tell Michael Jordan that. <laughs> I'll give you a, a, a Gordon. I know you have an injury problem, but I'll give you $30 million to be the best player on our team. <laughs> hey. Now to be fair, he hadn't had a bad season. Oh he no, he's, no, he's had a he, he's he's had one a really good season. But come on now, come on now. This is Jordan Hayward we're talking about. Oh my God, I, Michael Jordan is the most stupidest GM in the entire history of, of sports. I don't. Look, you he over- finally got one with Lamelo. He finally got one. It looks like and it was so obvious though. It wasn't even his doing. <laughs> like it was an obvious pick. It's like drafting. It's like drafting Trevor Lawrence in the NFL. Like, duh. Of course you're going to take Trevor Lawrence. You'd be, a stu- you'd be a stupid not to. Oh, oh my God. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else that happened that I wanted to talk about. I mean, Anthony Edwards killed a man, but that's not really. Gee, that's okay, I, I saw something. I saw something. Apparently, he stepped out when he caught the ball. <laughs> <laughs> And you look at the picture the Rev is looking at him, and someone commented and said, This man really just ruined someone's life in a matter of oh, seconds. Like, shouldn't have counted. Shouldn't have counted. <laughs> he Bro, stepped out of bounds on that when, when he caught it. I didn't want to overreact, but after I sat there and thought about it for a good five minutes or so, I think that's the best poster I've seen since LeBron on Jason Terry. Obviously, the moment there are some that have been in bigger moments, but in terms of the Jason dunk Tatum on over itself, LeBron, Jason Tatum over LeBron's by by far better. Oh, yes, game was it, it was game seven. Game seven, rookie Jason bull uh, dunks on LeBron and then chest bumps him. Bro, I got so hyped. I got so hyped. I was like, oh shit, tell him what it is, bro. Hey, LeBron looked back at him like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he goes. He goes <laughs> but it was awesome though. I literally got. I was like, "Let's go!" I got me so hyped. I literally jumped up. I was so happy about that. Oh man. Uh, I think. Well, I, will, I didn't mention we talked about him earlier, kind of with his injury. I'm officially concerned, man. I'm concerned about my Lakers, not because uh, if if they have AD back and healthy, as good as Brooklyn and the Clippers have looked, I still like our chances. But it's that fact right there. The fact that this injury is the same one that was bothering him in the postseason last year, that's what concerns me, man. So it could flare up on or whatever. And that right there, single-handedly, end our hopes, end the chances for the Lakers. Now, personally, I mean, I'm not that worried about the Lakers. Um, 
Yeah, they're still probably the best team in, in the West when healthy. It's only a matter of time until AD gets back 100%. So I'm not really worried about them. I know that they're they're struggling against winning teams. They, yeah. um, I think they're like five and seven against teams with winning records, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, that's that's not news. This last year, they they struggled against good teams and they won the won the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. so I'm what not. Was really that again? Like, hey, say, say that again. What happened last year, Mac? No, it was Beat one time. Movie. One time. I ain't saying anything. I ain't saying anything again. But uh, I'm not worried as much as you are. Look, they're going through a rough patch. But like you said, they're, lo- they're losing their best point guard and Dan Schroeder and Anthony Davis. You know, those are two huge pieces. But o- only some people like Damian Lillard can overcome that feature. But oh. we're not going to get into it. Mm. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm messing around now. Uh, I think... They're not in deep waters yet until AD and Dennis come back and they still play like this. Then I'm like, okay, let's 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 start worrying. Unless you want to get the game winning shot to Caruso, then. <laughs> hey, Caruso, I got you, bro. Win it for us. How many times out of ten do you think Alex Caruso makes that shot? Probably like one. <laughs> one <out of> <laughs> I was I was gonna give him. Two and a half, maybe three. But still. Eh? I, I saw him pass it. I saw Caruso and I'm like, no way. You <laughs> <laughs> He just looked like his feet were all off balance. He wasn't even looking at the goal. He wasn't even ready. He wasn't ready for the shot. I don't think he was ready for the pass. I don't think he was. I'm like, bro, come on. I mean, look, I know they're doubling you, but you're LeBron James. Who would you rather have taken, yourself or Caruso? Come on, we gotta be better than that. It but only I just cool down on it just because being, you know, knowing LeBron, you, it's no surprise that he does that in those situations. And the thing you can always say, even if he, I get, like I said, I get the other side, the people who get mad at him for not shooting those, and but I, you know, you can always say he makes the right basketball play. In terms of the pure right basketball play, for him to shoot that double team, probably is right to pass it to an open person. But at the same time, I get how it's annoying. Like, you're in the conversation for the greatest basketball player of all time. I'd rather you shoot almost anything, I guess, than Alex Caruso shooting a long contested two. Well, see, with that, though, is I think I don't, I don't have that big of a problem with it. If it's regular season, but exactly. if it's but if it's the finals, and you're taking like in 2018 when he gave up the game winning the game tying shot and passed it to Cal Corver, Cal Corver, you you trusted Cal Corver to shoot the game winning shot rather than yourself. That's when I have a problem with it. I'm like, people are like, oh well, he made the right basketball play. I'm like, you're LeBron James in the yep. biggest stage in basketball. You're gonna have to, you it's you, you know. Don't trust 30 so like Cal- Danny Green Cal- one. You didn't like that one either? Like the Danny Green one? Danny Green one. Yeah, Miami last year. He drove, kicked his top of the key. Oh, uh, and Danny Green. Oh, Danny Green missed it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. That one. Yeah, like, now, if it's AD, that kind of makes more sense because 
because he's your because he, he he's a top five player in this league. You know, he's one of the best in the game. So if you give it to him, it's like, oh, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. But if it's like, Danny, like you're trusting a 38 year old shooter to to hit the game winner, <laughs> it's like. Bro, and it's, and it's Danny Green too. He's not knocked down. He's either hot or cold, no yeah. in between. And it's just like you're giving it to these below-average shooters. You know, it's not like it's not like Michael Jordan giving it to Steve Kerr when Steve Kerr was knocked down. Danny Green ain't knocked down. Bro, I knew it was coming too, just because like all the typical bronze signs, and some of it I hate to say, but some of it I get from Skip. Like all the signs were there. He wasn't getting calls, and he was cold from behind the arc. And it was a two point, you know, two to tie, three to win. You I know, knew like he's not gonna shoot a three. He, he's been too cold for the game, and he's been complaining about not getting calls. I don't think I wasn't surprised at all when he passed it. You know, that that makes sense because he wasn't getting calls. I remember him. He he complained like three times in a row. He drove three times, didn't get a call, and just kept looking at kept looking at the refs like, bro, yep. seriously, give me the call. I'm LeBron James for Christ's sake. <laughs> But, uh, no, look, I'm not worried about them yet. Now, if they're playing like this with Anthony Davis, I'm like, okay, yeah. man overboard. We got to figure something out. But I'm not worried about them yet, sadly. God. Uh, <laughs> I really just hope that Brooklyn beats them. If Brooklyn beats them, I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to be so nah, happy. I can't wait till LeBron gets this next one, and you got to come on here and say that he's the GOAT because – your words verbatim once he gets – I feel like a lot of people are on this train of thought, too. Like, once he gets the fifth one, it's going to be hard to, to talk it's, about that. It's kind of – yeah, it'll be kind of hard because he has one less than Michael, and he played in five more. Five more. Yep. So, and you'll expect him to have all the stats by the end of his career, too. So. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably be – he'll definitely be number two in scoring, but – He'll be top ten assists, top ten rebounds, top ten in points. I don't think anyone's ever done that. And if he wins five, then it's kind of hard for you to say that he's not the goat. Yeah, but Sadly. we can get. We'll have time for that. The time will come. Gladly, we'll have an episode on that. But as always, um, I think that's about all we've got. If you made it this far, I appreciate you for listening. And no hat, we're out. All right, Matt. See ya. Thank you.